Boys, boys, how are we going? Good, good. Another week. Doing well? Yeah, good, good. Mitch? Yeah, good, mate. No qualms on my end. All is well. Unfortunately for our listeners, uh, fan favourite Judy, Josh Collidori, unable to be with us tonight. Oh, what a damn shame. Damn it. But we do have have a worthy replacement. Boys, tonight's episode is a little change up. We have a special guest on our panel. This guy has played multiple levels of league, Harold Matz, SG Ball, and won multiple finals. He has played outside some big names and even coached some big names, a.k.a. Moorbank under-19s. <laughs> he was up and coming until he got caught up with the wrong crowd and hit the alcohol and drugs very hard. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Luke and Glees, mate. Spooker. How are you, buddy? Welcome. Gentlemen, first time listener, long time caller, or whatever the other way. <laughs> pleasure, pleasure to be here this week, blokes. Um, can't wait to get stuck in and see what's doing. So you got a few beers uh, already polished? Just three around me. <laughs> three around me at the moment. I've already gone through two. So standard from you, mate. Just shaking the nerves off a little bit, eh? Absolutely. Good stuff. Good to hear, mate. We're not going to have any fan mail this week because he's here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll stop hassling inboxes, gents. <laughs> oh, mate, it's been good. Some uh, ripper questions. Oh, we love from it. You. We need. Yeah, we need more. Now we we accidentally skipped the knee slapper last week. Mm. So um, more so, you got one for us. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, what is Josh Collajuri? And Mary McGregor have in common. What do they have in common? They're both about to get the sack. You assholes better not cut me. Can confirm that is a message sent in from Judy. No, we wish him well tonight. We don't know where he is. He just hasn't shown up. Still in tax returns. That's all we do. All right, what do we got on this week? Morris, last week, let's talk about last week's games then. What do we like from the weekend? Um, there's a lot to like. I have a quick question. Something yes. not not to like. Lining other tigers done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I reckon we we're done before we lost by forty points tonight. So yeah. I think we're we're cooked. I don't even think we'll get against the uh, get home against the dogs this week. I know they just got beat by uh, by Souths, but I think they're they're coming strong and we're just struggling. Spook, you're a dogs fan yourself. Neither, uh, yeah. Tough season so far, but it'll be I reckon it'll be a tight one, probably one to twelve in my my books. Um Kenry playing some reasonable football. Um but we'll see how they go up against the Tigers. I think Madge there's been a lot of talk about the way his coaching style may be affecting those players at, at the Tigers and he's burning them out already, which isn't a good sign, but we'll see what happens this weekend. He had them in high spirits, I seen on uh, on the news. They uh there was some footage of their training session, they all seem in pretty good spirits, cons- all things considering. Yeah, he seemed to take a different approach with the media this week. Yeah. Come out after he got walloped and said sort of he wants him to rise to the occasion, sort of put it all behind him and move forward rather than the week before. He was just going bloody haywire with him. So it'd be interesting to see how we respond against the dogs, but then we've got a tough run after that. So I think it's going to be a little bit too much. A little quick one as well. Do you feel like your team's, dis- not disadvantaged, but like um, not coping with all the position changes um, that... Madge keeps going with like you know you, Billy Walters in out in and out one week and is it like do you reckon it's affecting your team? Yeah, I think I think so. There's a lot of chat about that as well, and um, I, I've brought it up in the past, sort of related to cricket. But if you don't feel like your coach backs you, you're going to go out in the park to try and impress him rather than play your best footy and be confident. So if they're going out each week, and obviously Billy Walters has done his ACL now, unfortunately, so he's gone. They brought Reynolds on the bench, so Brooks is thinking if I have one shocking game, I'm back to the bench. So I don't necessarily agree with it, but, you know, he's the coach. He's won a premiership, yeah. so I always say I'll, I'll try to trust him. They had five, five spawn combinations this year, I believe. 
I think five different ones, yeah. yeah. Five players or five five combos, but it's just been all over the shop. The only one that seemed to work was Benji, probably because of where his head's at. He came back and sort of was always going to kill it. But um, other than that, yeah, I think the Tigers are shot. One thing I liked about last week was the Warriors. Mm. And um, I wouldn't say I liked it, but Hetherington, oh. his hit sort of just wants you to bring back the biff, but... That was sort of a big talking point. Should it be a sin bin? Should it be a send-off? What do you reckon about that? I'm going to say it's a send-off. Um, game doesn't want it anymore. You have seen a few blues in the past. People getting sin binned. Definitely copped him on the chin. Marty Tapia's not a soft bloke. Uh, I know that personally. Complaining against him. And yeah, <laughs> he, he, he normally gives him out, but he's on the receiving end, went down like a bag of shit. And yeah, unfortunately, he was out for the rest of the game, and I think Hetherington should have been as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think Lockie Lewis also had a had a few uh, where he, <laughs> he he took a couple of heads off. Uh, he didn't get any. He, he got binned and come back yeah. and did it again, didn't he? Yeah. Did he get right? binned for the first yeah, yeah, time? Yeah. Time around. Got binned. Well, there you go. Then you got a two week suspension. Oh, damn. Two weeks. Just <laughs> yeah, right. um, but yeah, as you said, you know, it's it, it'll just start a, a biff soon. Eventually, you know, um, yeah, it's just going to lead that way. It was it was careless and yeah, I reckon he should have been sent. What do you think, Pat? Yeah, I, I, same as me. He should have yeah. been sent. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, and obviously he's not done it on purpose. No, he no. goes hard, but he seems a good bloke. But um, they got simmed in for, for professional fouls and then sent off as a foul play. Mm. If that's not foul play, yeah, then what are you doing? Yeah, what is go on? There's been some crackers over the years, but yeah, the, the hopper, hopper <laughs> on Big Keithy, the wasn't absolute it? clothesline. Yeah, it was <laughs> the, the elbow to the face. That was a bad one. I think if, if that didn't happen to Keith Galloway, his career really would have taken <laughs> off. <laughs> Definitely a big change. Uh, ben Flower in the Super League final against Ohio. Uh, Absolutely yeah. king hit him and clocked him. That was a dog shot. Mm. That was bad. I didn't mind Danny Williams when he was playing for Melbourne against the old Tigers. Oh, yeah. oh, king king hit 14 weeks suspension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. We were talking about that last week, actually. Big hit. Definitely. Um, anything else from last week? That Sharks-Eels game Pretty was good. a bludger, but also I quite enjoyed watching it. Plenty of water out on the surface here at uh, Jubilee Oval. There's slip and slides and everything going on. Ball handling wasn't the greatest, but no, definitely good to see some wet weather footy, um, which is something we don't really see anymore, um, especially to that extent. Gents, mine was the Titans. Yes. Um, if I stole on yours, Morse. No, no, I was just about to say that. Go for it, mate. Um, Fogarty and Taylor um, is starting to gel a little bit. I'm really liking that combination. You've got Kevin Proctor that showed a lot of heart on the weekend. Um, he was revved up after his... Flick back in, a bit like Gaznia and Inglis back in the uh, centenary test. And then you've also got Pete's thrown in the mix there um, at nine, who we all know can be a consistent player, but um, just sort of lacking a bit of form recently. But I reckon those guys, and you get Tyrone Peachy coming off the bench, adds a bit of spark, hard to tackle. Um, I'm looking forward to the Titans next year, definitely. Yeah, we'll touch on the Titans next year. They're losing, they've lost James, Ryan James, he's gone to Canberra. Shannon Boyd's come out today, he's had to retire through injuries. But they're building, if you look at their potential starting 13 next year, so they're also losing Jai Arrow, big loss. But their back line is sort of as it was on the weekend. Brimson, who was unreal. Anthony Don uh, and Thompson on the wings. Copley, Phil, Sammy and Kelly in the centres. That halves pairing. And then the forward pack. This is a bit scary. Fodawaker and Big Tino coming from Melbourne up front with Pete, Proctor and David Fafida and then SASA with Jared Wallace and Tyron Peachy sitting on the bench as well, not to mention sort of Keegan Hipgrave, Jamin Jolliffe. So that's if they can sort of get that going under Holbrook, that's a bit of a scary-looking side mm. for me. Just, just re-signed Holbrook, I believe, Yeah, yep. as well for another couple of years. They wanted him that's off that. 
uh, sort of coaching merry-go-round, they call it. Definitely. But, um, yeah, definitely building for next year and I reckon they'll be a top eight side next year easily. I, was, I saw someone in the media this week saying you can tell that there's something changed at the Titans and they were saying it's, they, they reckon it's the hope. They've, they can see light at the end of the tunnel of the Titans players and they just want to play. So that with all those big-name signings coming, they know that they've got to perform to stay in the team now and they want to they play footy there. It, look at Pro- you said Proctor on the weekend. He was... You haven't seen him like that since mm. he left Melbourne. Also playing for a contract. Exactly. That's right. So, I, I, listening to that, I was like, God, that's like so right. Even Brian Kelly in the centres is playing. He's killing it out there. Unreal Definitely. footy. And, but it's, it's like they want to, even Ash Taylor's turned it around. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you, you throw in there as well, but off the field, who they've sort of got in the background. You've got Big Mel, mm. Australian coach. A lot of people want to impress. You've got Gordy now supposedly going there with Fafita, or part of Fafita's um, bringing to the club. We've got some good people in the background mm. um, doing some good work behind the scenes. So, so there we go. It's sort of that aura with the Titans that Newcastle gained for a few years. When a team struggles for so long, people want to see them come good. Yeah. Non-Titans fans want to see them come good. If they made the eight, I'd be stoked. Yeah. Change it up. But um, speaking of good good people in the background, we may as well touch on it early. The, all the Broncos drama coming out this week, the whole team and club is in shambles and they're looking like sort of sacking from the top CEO, what's going on there? Like, what's going on with the club? Oh, mate, what's not going on at the club, hey? Um, ten players or something, did it come out today? Uh, breached the COVID? Mm. Not, yeah, ten, and only TPJ has been named. Brains and statues, I'm telling you. Like, fuck, how dumb can you be? Like, oh, mate, it just baffles me. Like, the Warriors, you know, away from home, away from loved ones, still all abiding to what they've got to do. Um, go to training. You go home. You you just stick with what you need to do. You know that's your job. Um, obviously, they've had a lot of issues, um, and oh, I don't know what what will happen to the club. Um, um, if, if we're t- if, do you reckon Folden boys as a club? Oh, do they get to that? that big call. It is a big call, but you can't. No, no I don't can't. think so. They well, Pengo has been stood down indefinitely. One thirty k. I think we're talking about this before the show. Um, he sabotaged himself. They yeah. were told on after their game flying back to Brisbane, they're back in the bubble. They cannot leave it, and he's gone out and done that. Um, the week before, there was headlines where he's trying to shop himself around for a new contract. Uh, he signed a contract with his old manager. He's now got a new manager. I believe uh, his new manager wants some coin, and they're trying to shop him around. He's gone and got himself suspended now. Cost him thirty grand, but it could have put every player and every person that relies on NRL. Um, without a job if they shut it down. Yeah, big times yeah. ahead for Brisbane. Uh, hopefully Benny Eichen definitely uh, should be appointed as, the, I think, it's the CEO mm. up there. He's uh, already come out and said on a rival show that uh, <laughs> hard conversations need to be had and he's not afraid to do it. So I think if he does get in, Seabold will be out the door. Um, then obviously you've got all his dramas with what's going on as well, which is they're in dire straits at the moment. They've never been in this position before that far down the ladder. Um I heard something, the $55 million turnover of Brisbane Club, and they're going to start losing supporters, memberships and all that next year, I reckon, if they don't change things real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Do you reckon, the question to you boys, as sort of you indicated, um, Nate, uh, our long, long-time listener, big fan, Matthew Napier message, was messaging him earlier, and he was saying, sort of looks like it's a cry for help, like from the outside looking in. Like he thinks like, there's that much crap going on inside, like, 
Broncos that we don't know about. And if these players are doing that, like, it's sort of what you said, like, get out. like Sabotaging we, himself, sab- yeah. yeah. Mm. Even, like, if Darius, like, as much crap as everyone gives Darius Boyd, he's pretty, like, loyal to his club. For him to leave the, the, the leadership, group. leadership group, like, something's got to be, like, internally going wrong. Going wrong I, I can't remember a rumour mill like this for so long. Mm. You've got all the drama with Seabold and the players' ex-partners. Um, it, it's all happening. Seabold breaching the, the bubble for his family. Some part of it, to me, has to be true because mm. there's so much out there. We were talking before. Apparently, journos have the story but don't want to break it yet. But there's so much speculation. I think it's all going to blow up within a week. But... As you said, the players must just be sick of it. Some of them are breaching this bubble just to, as we think, just get out of it. And they just want out of the club. Um, there was rumours that Katoni Staggs wanted out. He came out himself and sort of dispelled them, but John Bateman did the same at the start of the year and he's going back to Wigan. So wouldn't surprise me if a few more big-name players want out. It's definitely true somewhere in there. It's got to be. Mm. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Absolutely. Sort of begs the question um, with this Pangai Jr. on, is this his first year of a new contract? I believe, yeah, he's in his first year. He's got two more after mm. it. And he's shopping himself around. Take out the whole Brisbane drama. Um, it's a question you raised yourself, Spook. Um, would one-year contracts be of value to the NRL? Three years for a marquee player and one year for other contracts. Would that sort of dispel a lot of this drama and um, create not more of a draft but a bit more of a player merry-go-round, have more players Shopping around different clubs and changing up each year. Tell you what, I reckon the managers would be licking their lips with that one. <laughs> oh, definitely. I reckon a few players like that are on the cusp of not marquee that could get big paychecks. Yeah, there's for a the year. seven, eight hundred thousand dollar guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But um, like I reckon it could work. I reckon, yeah, yeah, I like it. I don't mind it. But I think you, the, the cl- each club would have to nominate a certain amount of marquee. Like you couldn't just say, say, for looking at the Roosters. You'd say our marquee would be Tedesco and Kiri. Then could just a wrap up say Boyd Corner for an extra three years? Could we put him in that marquee? Then you then you look at Jared Weir Hargraves. Is he a marquee? You got to like put a cap on him. You got to yeah. define like how what is a marquee and what's not. But it could work. What about you? What do you reckon, Morse? Yeah, well, we talked a little about um, loyalty the other week, and it's not really there anymore, is it? You know, um, money talks, and I think it's not a bad idea to be honest. Um, yeah, as you said. You also have to different differentiate between your marquee players and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. Maybe there's a clause there that players sort of can reward. Sorry, clubs can reward players for staying on for multiple years. So you know, if the if you stay with us, we because can't give you quite as much money, you. but we can give you this. We're legally allowed to give you this third party agreement because you're showing loyalty to us. And players aren't breaching contracts, which we've talked about last week. And mm. I think the other thing too, if you bring people like you see. Um, Penrith with the Centre of Excellence that they got, they're bringing people up through that. They've developed their own talent. They should be able to keep that talent at a lesser price in the cap. But that person, if they're worth 500, it might cost the cap 300, but they can go get those um, third-party agreements. But I think the NRL's got to do something. Players backflipping, players not honouring uh, contracts. It's it's hard for the fan to suck it up, I believe. Like, you know, who was it? Cherry Evans, sign of the Titans. Beautiful. Ten to what was a three year deal or ten year deal or whatever it was. Ten years, I think. I think yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Massive, massive deal, massive, deal mm. massive money, and then a couple of weeks later, no, I'm not going. Titans' hopes were up. The players were going on. We'll go there, but then he's done that. Um, I guess Pengai Junior is another one where you know six hundred fifty grand a year supposedly what he's on. 
he wants out. There's no questions about that, that he wants out and one year into a three-year deal. It does affect the fans, even with Madison with the Tigers. Definitely. I'm privy to all this information and I see him leave for a year and it makes me sort of, you never want to see a player not do well, but it makes you sort of watch the Eels go and think, well, he should be playing for us. Why did he leave us after one year? And there's stuff that we don't know, but it's sort of, it's, it's frustrating for fans seeing key players leave your club when you, they sign with your club and you're so sort of, you're so excited to have them come. Um, speaking of signings, there's a, something put up, I think it was on the NRL Facebook page this week, on who would you be signing on a five-year contract right now out of Katoni Staggs, Bradman Best, Zach Lomax and Stephen Crichton? Oh, I think it's a good question. I think they're probably the four best options at the moment for this question. All similar positions too, aren't they? Mm. They're all centre. Yeah. I, if I had to order them, I'd probably go Crichton at one, um, Lomax at two, I love Stags, but Stags at three and Best at four. Um, that's probably a bit harsh on Best, but yes. he's, just, he's so, I was going to say, so young, they're all so young. I think the, th- the top two just inject themselves in the game a bit better. Mm. But I think Crichton, they call him the wonder kid, and he's got it all. I think I've gone, I think I'd go Lomax one. He's come leaps and bounds and found his position at centre, I reckon. Um, I'd go... Probably Stephen Crichton too. And then same as you, Stags and so I'd just switch the top two. Stags and uh best last. But they're all like guns. Like you'd take any of them, wouldn't you? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm most impressed by Lomax and how he's found his way. Um they took a risk on him and signed him for a, a decent I think it was a decent amount, um, they signed him for. Six hundred K a year? Yeah, I was talking to Benny Rich about it and he's a avid St George supporter. Um I think that was last season, and that he was a bit. He had his, you know, he's had his doubts about it, but um, but yeah, you, you just look at this season so far, and you can see what he's provided. Um, I definitely have him on top. I'd love Katoni Stags at South. Um, this, it, I'd love AJ re-sign again. Katoni Stags slots his way in the centres alongside, oh, not alongside, but looked with Latrell Mitchell in the centres. Um, but that's just a that's just a little. You still don't want Latrell back. Yeah, I don't know. He, he, last week I was very impressed, but we'll we'll talk about that later or that another <laughs> week. We'll say that for another time. Uh, don't want to get too mad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he was uh, he was much better last week. But back to back to this. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Stags at our team. That'd be unreal. But lo- yeah, just to, just again, Lomax, what he's provided to St uh, St George. Um, yeah, big prospects, and yeah, they took a risk on that deal, and it's it's working out wonders. Gents, one thing with. Um Lomax, I can see him playing back row probably five years yeah. as well. That's a big in for, I think, five years' time, 100 and something first-grade games, going into the back row at St George if he stays. That's a big big up for them. Um, not too different. Stags can win your game. Um, Crichton as well can both. Both of them are probably on par and then I'll put best last. But, yeah, definitely Zach Lomax kicked on him for the coming years in the back row. Well, here's one on sort of we've all gone sort of Crichton and Lomax up there high, more so you like Stags there, but um, look at the success of... So Crichton at the moment, every time he touches the ball, he looks dangerous, but he's in a winning team, whereas we're talking Lomax and he's in a struggling team. I think Dragons is only four losses in a row. They've been sort of struggling big time for two to three years, so we're looking at these two players combined, but one of them is really riding on... the Not riding on, but his team's killing it at the moment, which we'll touch on in a second, but did you have a stat on Crichton's try scoring at the moment? Uh, something to do with almost equaling Izzy Folau's uh, 
debut or first year record, I believe. Was I think first person to do that, hey. Yes. Yeah. On in, track. In rookie year. It's on, on track, track to be. On, tra- right. on track. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's good to see, but credit <laughs> to Lomax for the fact <laughs> that he's in that losing team. But going with Penrith, are they, how are they going at the moment? Are they the front runners? How good are they playing? Yep. Well, Absolutely took it to Canberra in that first half. Mm. And they just haven't looked like losing. They're the team to beat, in my opinion. No, no, no one's better at the moment. I think Cleary's leading them around the, the park and that kick kick out. And another person who's impressed me is that young second rower, Liam Martin. Mm. He's a hard, hard prick. He's just <laughs> he's a hard bastard. <laughs> hard bastard. But um, then they just got the flair, and then they play they played that game without Dylan Edwards, their number one fullback, mm. and they did that to Canberra. So I, my personal opinion, Canberra, uh, they're the team to beat Penrith. Mm-hmm. I've got um. Like, I love their team. I think they're definitely up there. I want to see them challenge themselves each week, but mm. like, they've won nine or ten in a row now. To keep doing that, they're going to have a downfall, and you want it probably before the finals, every coach says, um, just before the finals, kicking back into gear. But to stay up, they're just riding the wave. I think Ivan came out during the week and said, they're just enjoying it. They're playing good footy. They're one. Like, go back a few years ago when Merrin was in the t- um, team, they had a few issues in the background. That's all gone. They've now found their identity as a team. They play good style of footy, which personally I love watching. They're attacking. They can kill you from anywhere. But, yeah, my, my thing for them is to see them stay up for as long as they can and uh, hopefully win another premiership. They've been on the cusp for a, for a few years. Mm. There was a, I think not maybe last year, the year before, they were, they were winning games, but they were starting so slowly. They kept winning games at the back of the second half. And they just hadn't quite flicked the switch, but it looked like they've finally done it. They found a good pair in Cleary and Luau. Mm. Um, is that is Luai? Is that right? Luai. Yeah. Sorry. I've still got my supercoach team. I can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> um, they got a good pairing there. They're playing off the back of each other. It sounds like they've found that formula, which is good to see. They're another one of those teams that they've been up and around there, but at the top of the ladder, there's a bit of difference as to what you normally see, yep. which I is th- always good. I think the other thing too, they're getting a million dollars worth of halfback. That's right, yes. Cle- Cleary's kicking game. Has improved so much. Um, I know Trent Barrett's out there's coming the dogs, thank God. But his kicking game has gone up undoubtedly, and he's getting those repeat sets. He's he's killing it. Yeah. I think. It, go on. Yeah. Uh, now what you said. I was going to say we sort of touch on it each sort of week. I don't think there's any doubt that he'll be the Blues seven mm. if there was at the start of the year. It's Definitely, more. It's yeah, more yeah. now. He'll hold his spot no matter what, and it's more who's going to pair with him. Yeah. Kiri, White, and Moses, who's it going to be sort of thing. But no doubt about that because that's, as you said, he's, he's improved that from what he was already doing so well. He's only getting better. Do you reckon he's improved his TikTok game? Or <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon I'd tell you what, maybe that's what kicked it off for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, s- since then, yeah. he hasn't had a bad game, I don't think. Ivan's probably grounded him. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they've lost one game, and it was that a 10-minute period against Parramatta where they let three tries in. Mm. Other than that, they're undefeated. Um, so they've, they've taken on the Roosters. They've taken on Melbourne. They've beaten all the top teams. There's no real question about them. It's more, can they do it on the, the big day now? Now, we sort of glossed over it at the start of the year, but Spook is a big man of big man of rugby league. He's done it all. Refereed, trainer, player, done the <laughs> rehab, <laughs> views on the sideline. He's done it all. We want to ask you a few questions about sort of your experiences, players you've played against, uh, players you've played with and your experience as a coach and um, sort of go on a bit of an interview style here. Uh, easy question to start though, something we've t- asked each other over the last few years, favourite songs. Favourite songs. Start us off with that. 
All right, I'm going to go a bit different. I'm going to go my favourite pump-up song for playing any game was uh, Fort Minor, Remember the Name, <laughs> as more so laughs. Yeah. Um, and then the two karaoke songs is obviously Iris Goo Goo Dolls and uh, Horses by Dale Braithwaite. <laughs> Can't go wrong with those. So, but I've thrown in another one. It's only recent I've heard it. Um, it's called Drinking Season by Brad Cox. Um, as we all know, drinking is my favourite thing, so <laughs> can't leave him out. Good shit, good shit. Very good. Um, my question? All right, big fella. Hang on, mate. Can you pass a beer for this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want a beer? Thank you. Is this because we're talking about under-19s? <laughs> yeah, and him coaching us? Perhaps. Yeah, we might. you might need one or two or ten. Uh, all right, bud. You coached us, us boys, uh, as I mentioned, in under-19s. What was your most memorable moment? And, uh, and would you coach again? Most memorable moment. Um, I think it was probably coaching good mates. Um, the two of you were in that side. Camaraderie. We all got on. We all had fun. And that was the most important thing. You guys struggled to get a team together. But uh, in the end, we did. I think the year before, they hadn't won many games, if any. None. And I can't even remember who the win was. That's how long ago it was without a coach. But um, you finally got a win. And to see all of you, it was like you won a grand final. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was If there were champagne bottles Ready to be popped They were going off um, To watch you all celebrate Because you had done Some hard work And you You did play for each other Definitely in that game um, Obviously played short A lot of games Played Minimal interchange People getting injured All over the place But that one victory I don't even know Who was against Who was against Balmain Balmain yeah. um, Fucking get it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you stuck it out And um we partied like we did win the grand final back at the pub after it. But to see blokes in that team that hadn't won a game in a couple of years, um, they all bought into to what was going on in that game and definitely played their absolute asses off. Um, and, yeah, we drank till late hours of Sunday night. I think we late. were sickies, late. sickies on Monday. <laughs> but um, that was the highlight of, um, of coaching new blokes. Would I coach again? Uh, definitely. Um, find it hard to coach my mates other than you blokes. Not that I have any other mates, but <laughs> <laughs> um, like I wouldn't mind um, helping out a young team, uh, trying to instill some knowledge into those kids, especially around the age of 14, 13, 14. That's where I changed clubs and, and got into some serious footy. So yeah, definitely. If you're looking for an assistant, I hear Josh Collager is itching <laughs> yeah. for, to be a halves coach. <laughs> he'll, he'll be the trainer and he'll be on the field away from me the whole time. <laughs> I think my favourite memory from you as a coach, there was, I think there was one other game we won that season. Throughout the game, there was a bit of a blue. One of our players run on from the side from the bench and threw a couple. We got the win, scrappy game, massive celebration of the Sheds team song. In comes Big Luke, door slams. Oi, <laughs> we shit ourselves. <laughs> I think you're about to throw fists at your own team. You were filthy at us. Was that a Milpera? Yeah. It was a Milpera. Yeah. But that was terrifying. You were ropeable. <laughs> Absolutely ropeable. Only because people people jumped out or left the bench and went to throw them. Like, there's 13 blokes, 26 fists on the field for uh, each team. I'm pretty sure most of you blokes, especially being from Moorbank, the uh, <laughs> western suburbs, southwestern suburbs, yeah. can handle yourselves. And, uh, yeah, a few of them thought they couldn't couldn't hold themselves back, so they ran on. Yeah, and that that's why I was fuming. That almost cost us, I'm pretty sure. I think we were up well and truly for the first half and yeah we had Who it and we then it went down renown renown renown, renown. renown. Yeah, grubby yeah, that went down and, yeah. <laughs> a couple of little skinheads hit me high that day there's <laughs> a ringer in their team for sure he played like luke whitlock anyway <laughs> he's grub was that another game you got concussed Lonnie, or not oh, one of many one? i have to say <laughs> as a coach that was probably the hardest thing i had to do uh lonnie's got a soft head <laughs> he, he got knocked out two uh, 
get knocked out two weeks in a row. Yeah. And uh, the protocol was they had to go to the doctors, get assessed and cleared, which he did that. Second week, he knocked himself out again. And uh, I sat him out. We're already playing with like 15 that yeah, week. We, we played short, but and that, that's another thing. Not just as a mate, didn't matter who you were, I would have done exactly the same because, you know, there's stuff after football. But sitting out someone who bled, did whatever they had to do for the team, that was probably the toughest thing I did for you guys. Um, uh-huh. I have a question for you, Spook. This has been boarding. No, 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 no. Um, you played representative footy for the Dogs. Yep. Uh, what Harold Matz and SG Bull. Yep. You played for St. Greg's. Who was the best player that you played with or um, next to or, yeah. Or against, I'll throw on. Yeah, or about. against. I want to hear yeah. both. Um, I played against Woodsy, Aaron Woods. Mm. And uh, I remember it was a development game or a Matz game or something. We played at Leichhardt. So you're going from school all day to a, to a match one night at Leichhardt Oval. Lovely ground too. I didn't mind it. But um, at a average shoulder at best. And uh, I remember... Tackling Woodsy under his own goalpost, landed on the point of my shoulder and dislocated it. Oh. Um, and then, funnily enough, I was overseas and actually watched watch Woodsy play for Australia and um, at Anfield one year. Um, he's definitely up there as a pretty tough front roller. Mm. Um, I don't know if things have changed now. Remember Marty Tapao as well. He played for Greenacre Tigers. He was in the same comp. I hate Greenacre. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, That's no. my least favourite club to ever play against. Well, we were talking before about um, high shots and how he went down like a sack of shit, really. But um, even at 17, he was as big as he is now, I reckon. Yeah. He was a monster. And um, nicest, like a Polynesian background, one of the nicest people. He'd get tackled. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Yeah. But um, next thing, you're running at him, he's just whacking you. Didn't care. <laughs> um, I was pretty fortunate enough at East Hills where I played, we had 11 players play Harold Matz. Um, and I was playing outside Aiden Caesar. I was playing front row for Canterbury and then was playing centre um, back at Clubland. Oh, wow. It's a different sort of thing. I guess the fitness and stuff you do um, day in, day out at reps, you do develop a, a faster jog sort of thing. I remember playing against Lockie Burr as well um, at Oztag and he was just coasting. But um, mm. back to Aiden Caesar, you just hit a hole. If you knew how to hit a hole. He just put you through. I remember scoring tries from our own goal line, really, just running through, running length of the field. I'm not, <laughs> a, not a small boy, but um, there's, my brother can vouch for this one. He was sitting on the sideline with the old boy, just laughing because I was out running wingers and centres and stuff, and here I am, a front rower by day, but uh, centre on the weekends. So there you go. Aiden Caesar, for sure. That sort of leads into my next question. Um, it's a sh- only a short one, but did you find it easier to coach positions that you'd played in? Or which position did you find most difficult or easiest to sort of give advice for as a coach? Probably the hardest position to give advice to is a winger. Um, <laughs> no one wants a winger. <laughs> no, but um, obviously front rowers... Um, Mate, we've got easy jobs. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, pigs. Ca- catch the ball, run, put a bit of step, a bit of a step on you, um, you're through. But I did actually have a few games at 5-8 when I was playing at Reevesby Rhinos for three trial games or something. And um, obviously, I think the someone who can read the game, uh, you look at first graders these days where the kick options aren't necessarily the greatest, um, but you've got, you know, your Thurston's, um, John's and all those guys where their last play options that good. So if you can read a game, you can teach someone anything they need to. More so, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> seemed hard enough trying to tell them to just hit a hole. But definitely front rolls in the forward pack was the, the easy thing. 5-8, um, so I had a bit of fun trying to, 
you know, put some skills into them. But I guess at the end of the day, get a team to play as a team and you sort of achieved your goal anyway. But definitely as, as positions, I'd stick to the front row. It's easy. Yeah, i got one more question for you, mate. Okay. Um, is it true that, you know, you're up and coming, you're going to be the next big thing, but is it true that that didn't happen because you tried selling Marty to Power Psalms? Marty to Power puts the arms in Psalms. Don't worry about that. No, there was, there was no... Uh, Drug selling going on. I wish I had some strength no, in my shoulder. Black tar heroin or anything? Uh, nothing. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> Stitch up. What, what did end your career? Shoulders. Uh, two, yeah, shoulders. Um, had two shoulder reconstructions, one at 15. Uh, I was playing against Bankstown Bulls at Chester Hills home ground. I just took a hit up. This is when I was playing front row. I took a hit up. Landed uh, stomach first to the ground and about a 120 kilo bloke landed straight on the point of my shoulder and just stretched every ligament so that was that done had surgery at 15 came back played the mat season did it again throughout the year and had another surgery at 19 so definitely shoulders had to give it away that was it you sure it wasn't the uh, the cable tie of the year <laughs> <laughs> burst the eardrum i did have a cable tie that was ohs mate oh, turn it up a couple of days off never heard and I've, I've got one more footy related question um what would be the key essentials uh, that you would instill in park park football players that you think they would need to transfer into a top-grade player? Look, there's definitely hundreds of uh, essentials. My biggest ones is be able to read a game. Like, you look at any good fullback these days, they can stand at the back, direct their players where to go because they think the numbers are short and all that sort of stuff. Halves as well. Uh, Luke Keery is one of the best in the game to run a short side. Four on three, three on two, and and go through. Um, mental toughness. Obviously, I had a few injuries, didn't come back the same. Look at Corey Oates, who we spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the show. How many surgeries he had? Good question. Uh-huh. He, he's had 10, 10 or something surgeries wow. on knees and whatnot over his career, and he's still playing first grade. He's only 20-something years old. So mental toughness, um, coming back from injuries. Correct techniques, obviously. One thing, I remember being at Narrabeen on a camp and for an hour and a half, we practiced passing from about four metres away from each other. It was the most boring day of my life. But techniques on how to pass properly, not to spiral the ball if you're short passing, all that sort of stuff. Need a bit of mongrel in you as well. Um, you look at any of these, especially in the forwards, you look at any of these forwards um, these days, they're definitely ready to take on their opponent. You look at Hetherington as well. He, he's not afraid to take a step back. Um, he's only a young fella as well. So and you need a, luck, a bit of luck, I think, to get, to get through. Um, catch those lucky breaks. Being in the right place at the, at the right time will definitely get you through. Very good answer. Very good answer. We've got one more question for you. Because we are a few bees DP, what is your favourite beer of all time? Are we at a pub or are we just sitting sitting at home? You can, you've got all the beers in the world on tap. Right in front of you. World's longest tap. I heard your favourite's Blueies. <laughs> <laughs> so I did Tell do a that, uh, quick Tell review of Dan Murphy's Blueies lager or ale, whatever it was. It was meant to be something similar to a northern or a dry. It was absolute dog shit. It was $12 <laughs> for six-pack. I thought, how good is this? Next year, I almost bought it down the drain. I did finish it, but it uh, wasn't too bad in the end when I was probably five deep. <laughs> uh, I do love my Carlton dry. Yeah. Can go through a carton of that. The old um, trusty. The old trusty, yeah. Not a fan of Two Sons anymore. Luke mm. Whitlock talked me out of that. But I was at one stage drinking... Everything. Okay, you know, <laughs> or I generally will drink whatever. But uh, there's a few beers. But yeah, Carlton Dry, VB. Don't mind a draft on tap either. Whatever's not out at the locals, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if we get a bit of sponsorship going, we might be able to uh, create our own beer. 
And he's, cool. has he's that been done before? <laughs> oh, no, we wouldn't, <laughs> be, we wouldn't be copying anyone <laughs> at all. But, you know, if there's one bloke to ask you about tasting some beers, mm. um, you're the man. You've definitely been through, through a lot. <laughs> I, I do have oh. another mate that I uh, did help once upon a time. He was brewing his own. He put too much water in, which made it like a light, but it um, wasn't too bad overall. But he's up in Newcastle now, and I'm sure he could give us some pointers as well. He he's still even, doing that, isn't he? He, he could still do it for yeah. us, because I've done it. So shout out to you, mate. We'll uh, expect a carton next week. <laughs> good shit. Very good. Thanks Thanks for answering, and thanks for coming on as well. Um, good to get a bit of an insight from someone that actually knows who he's talking about other than us four. Yeah. You've always <laughs> been the last, last couple of months. <laughs> I've been loving it. So um, While we're answering questions, we do have a few questions from the fans that we'll get to just quickly. Um, there's one here that we've already sort of touched on, so... We'll go through this one from uh, the man, Peter Garrett, a.k.a. Clay Mawson. Birthday tomorrow. A birthday, Clay. Yeah, one of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the father of the man sent to my right, Mitch Mawson. He's got he written here, Why is Tavita Pangai Jr. not banned for N- by the NRL for life? Apparently the barbershop incident is not a one-off. He's been flaunting the rules since COVID restrictions or the bubble was introduced. His actions have the ability to have, to have the game in Queensland shut down completely if he continues to flaunt the rules and cost the game millions. He obviously doesn't understand the consequence of his actions, so why should the NRL? Why shouldn't the NRL make an example of him? Was that my old man asking the question? That or is or your Josh, old man, Josh Collajuri. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Clay could write that much. <laughs> Josh Collajuri could talk about the Broncos all all bloody night. <laughs> to be honest, but I think what did he get? Two weeks, uh, obviously quarantine. Yeah, and now he's been stood down indefinitely. I think the, the Broncos fine, have yeah. made and a thirty thousand dollar fine uh, has lowered his taxable income, but that's about it. <laughs> I think Brisbane have had to stand him down um, because they understand the severity of what he's done and the jeopardy uh, that's put into the competition. If something like this does go the wrong way and gets in the wrong hands or something does come out of it, as you said, uh, as the question said, it could be shut down. So I think that's why he's been suspended indefinitely. I wouldn't be surprised to uh, see him out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think my answer to that would be I think it's worse, but... You look at players like Cleary and Adokar and Mitchell that breached them sort of in the first outbreak. They got what they got. At the end of the day, he's breached the restrictions. Why should he cop such a big... Can I just say on that? Yep. Cleary was in his own house. That's just correct. Just had people on it. Uh, Latrell and Adokar were up at a property at Port Mac, well, inland of Port Mac. They were isolated. He's gone out with, as, as has been reported, bikers and whatnot. Who knows who they've been in contact with, uh, all that sort of stuff. I think the, s- the circle he could have infected or been infected by... Much greater. Definitely larger than what um, those two other incidents have been. Very fair reason. It probably makes it a lot worse as well, what's going on at the club that he's at. Yeah, I agree with that and agree with the talks of who knows where they've been in contact with. Um, he got a... Well, not a warning, but they knew that he had ties. Um, who knows what... I don't know his personal life at all, but... He obviously got a warning or, you know, had ties with such crowd and it was I think it was an opening day of the barbershop and th- that crowd's obviously the op- um, the owner of the barbershop and, you know, he shouldn't be there in the first place and he's playing with fire. He's done it multiple times. I think, you know, it's the severity is just, yeah, he just he deserves this, uh, to be stood down um, 100%. And, you know... 30k fine. That's probably the biggest. That's the biggest fine so far. Wayne Bennett got 20k uh, as a coach. Vaughan got 10k. I think it was. And it's not a suspended fine. I don't think. That's they just have to isolate. They just have to isolate. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think he deserves what he gets. 
flame of fire and eventually going to get burnt? <laughs> Pato, anything on it or just? Um, I probably wouldn't ban him for life, but maybe just until. Doesn't play for the Blues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe just until this all COVID stuff's over, maybe. Like, he, or until like it all sorts out. Like, he has really put the game in jeopardy because I think the Queensland. What is it, Premier or whatever, came out and said like NRL was on its last chance. Like they they were really getting strict with it, and now he's gone out and done this. And but there's some actually some breaking news just coming out of the Broncos that um Matt Lodge is out for the season. He's broken his leg. You're so kidding? Yeah. Oh, jeez, they're so shot. It just gets some worse. Done. It gets worse. It's probably worse. better for that club to just sort of if if they were ruled out for the rest of the season as a club because of COVID. Yeah, and everyone sort of came to play and had got a buy from here on. I think it'd probably be better for the Broncos. Yeah. Be, there wouldn't be as much around it. No. Much media speculation and all that sort of stuff. I think Seabold could probably move on into the... Right on into the sunset and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, definitely. I think I said before about um, like them being f- like folding or whatever. I think that's, that was a big call. But there's been all that talk about a second Brisbane club. It would be interesting to see what happens um, with this whole situation that's going down. Um, would a second team start to, you know... Really ramp up. It's like who, who knows. It's it's interesting circumstances this year with everything going on. It's never been seen before, but at the moment, the the one Brisbane club that they have is not working. Yeah. Is not a laughing stock, but the embarrassment of the Queensland League, not because of their on field performance, but because of what's going on off the field. So if they can't, and it's it's a new thing for Brisbane, sure, but they can't surely introduce a second Brisbane team with the first one in such disrepute. Mm. I wouldn't think. It's f- the Firebirds, apparently. The talks on the Brisbane yeah. Firebirds. That sounds Firebirds. like a netball and team. It looks like a netball team. <laughs> dead set, their logo looked like a netball team. You're starting five eight. I think one thing with <laughs> <Rich>. that is <laughs> one thing with that is I don't think the game's got enough money. Yeah. At the moment, they they've struggled to get broadcast deals, all that sort of stuff. I don't think they've got enough money to support a, another team unless someone merges the uh, Cronulla Dragons. <laughs> I still have an issue with the talent pool. Yeah. We see a massive split at the moment between sort of nine, ten sides and the other six. Yep. I don't know if there's enough talent out there. And it's a, it's a talking point at like sort of amongst the, the best of the best, the media on Fox Sports, whether there is enough talent. They all say yes, but I think they kind of have to say yes. I think it's part of their job to say we've got so much young talent coming through, blah, blah, blah. They've got an obligation to grow the game. That's right. As media. I don't think as a fan there's enough. I'd rather see them invest in the current teams. I'd rather downgrade two teams. I'd be okay with that as well, yeah. Where are you at? 16 now. Go 16. down to 14. And go from there. Mm. If there were two teams to be left out of the comp now, you'd probably think, who would you say? You'd probably think Gold Coast would be one of them. Not that I have anything against the Gold Coast, but if you look at the 16 teams. You need to look geographically on it. I, th- I think um, You've got the Sharks And the, the Dragons I don't have anything Against <laughs> either of them But Obviously they take The, the Sutherland Shire Cogra area And then down to Wollongong So that would be one The other one I think the Tigers Could be in trouble I mean you look Geographically as you say Parramatta And uh, The Bulldogs mm. are, You know Similar sort of clubs But they're too big To merge Yeah They're too big to merge Whereas the Tigers Could sort of fall into That western Sort of western suburbs With Penrith and sort of, but now you look at you look at the Panthers and how they're going. You're you gonna, don't need you're to really do that. Yeah, it's just food um, for thought. But yeah, and then um, get rid of Manly. <laughs> Manly, they could either get. I don't, know, I don't think many people would be too concerned with them getting sacked. But you could merge them with Newcastle, perhaps. 
Played on the Central Coast. Played out of three stadiums or mm. two stadiums, yeah. Blue Tongue Stadium, or is that they still called yeah. Blue Tongue? Mm. That's they, what we call it. Yeah, they could utilise that stadium um, much better, I think. Play the Roosters there every week. They can't win there. Yeah. Um, one, <laughs> one other question we had from Kelvin Kumar was, what made you love footy as a kid? And for me, it was backyard footy. Mm. I used to have a, a Guinness Book of Records at my house for the best rugby league stats in the backyard. I had every one. <laughs> best try, most tries, most metres, most line breaks. It was me every time. But um, that really against yourself. That really got me out there. Who's I broke my that? brother's collarbone. Who's writing that book? I <laughs> <laughs> made author, producer, director, everything. Me. <laughs> yeah, I like this podcast actually. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, for me, just growing up, um, playing it, watching it. Uh, majority of my family go for South. Um, even had a few of them play for him back in the day. Um, uh, you've seen your likes of like uh, your Andrew Johns, your Benji Marshall, 05, that lethal step. Um, as you touched on, harped on the backyard footy. Uh, we used to get around out in the street, kick the footy around. You'd make up stupid games, your 40-20s with bloody couple of cones. Um, you touch touch footy on the concrete, get on the grass, and you, you're running it straight and whacking people. Um, just, yeah, just the love for the game. In, like, even any game you watch back, even now, it's, it's, I've really enjoyed this season, but... Back then, any game you watched, whether it was your team or not, you, you're in, you're loving it, you're enjoying it. There was the you know the shoulder charge, bring it back. Um, there was the biffs, which it's probably been a good thing for the game. They cancelled it, but just a love for the game and um, probably less politics and shit back then. We didn't understand it. We, 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 didn't know. we just saw it as footy yeah, on a Friday, and you know you look forward to it all week. You had your s- successful footy show. Um, you could. You could watch on a Thursday night, Paddy Vorton spitting absolute shit more than me right now. Um, but yeah, what, what about you, Paddo? Uh, pretty much the same, just family, big family orientated. I actually, like when I was a youngster, my, my dad brainwashed just me to be a, a Doggies fan. And when I, so I grew up not, not watching and I'd always walk around in a Bulldogs jersey. And then as soon as I started to watch it, my uncle actually changed me over to the Roosters and best thing he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> haven't looked back Score since. two colours to three. But um, no, just watching it, I remember every, t- every like, at the end of the week of school, I used to just get home and just wait, sit there and wait for the footy to be on. Just the commentary, everything just got you so excited. For the highs and lows is another thing of footy. <laughs> you'll, you'll love it and then you hate it. But um, no, no doubt we've all cried watching the team lose. It was just oh, a regulation yeah. comp game. It wasn't a final or anything. I remember crying in the 2010 grand final when we lost to Saints. I wasn't. I was pretty uh, fairly old then. And I still cried. But come on, boys. Try yeah. supporting South from about the 2000s to, <laughs> to 2010. Try supporting West Tigers since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer. This is not a dig on the Tigers, but I prefer to watch other teams play when the Tigers aren't involved because you can just sit back and enjoy it a bit more. Speaker, you bit the same. I guess I grew up watching Darren Britt, Steve Price, Rod Silver back in the day. Five year old. <laughs> I guess I didn't really understand footy when I was probably eight, nine, ten years. Loved, loved watching and all that sort of stuff. But then, when the dogs had that side, Mason O'Mealy, Sonny Bill, uh, Grimaldi, and Andrew Ryan, plus good old Hasm out the back with Luke Patton. That was oh three, oh four. That was that Firstin. was why. Yeah, hey, first end. Is he on there? <laughs> we got, did we get rid of him? No, oh, he's on no, there. he's still there. Let's, let's give, give him a play. Hey, Ferson! <laughs> Put your Queensland spirit there, you dumb prick! <laughs> but no, definitely, definitely grew up uh, watching the dogs and always loved them. I remember my auntie took me to the first doubleheader at uh, 99 at ANZ Stadium. 
It's unreal. Yeah, mate, 100%. That's uh, a bit of a different question, Kelvin. That's good, actually. That's good from him. Um, we're no superstars, but everyone everyone gets a love from the game somewhere. Just a quick one on Kelvin. If you need a, a tip, that bloke has well, been on fire. Yeah. I'm telling you. He tipped the Titans this week. He told me to get on Titans, though, on moral. And just ignored him. <laughs> he also told me to get on the Bulldogs. They lost by 30. <laughs> actually, he actually, he did say that as well. But um, he loves his horses, too. Nah, good on. We appreciate 100%. that. The more people writing on, the better for us. We appreciate it. Um, that's all from the fan mail for this week. And um, we, we've we sort of talked enough footy now. Back by popular demand from last week. The quiz show. Liney and... We've got more so this week. Liney and Morso's quiz show. And we've prepared... Get ready, boys. He's, he's big. Next <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> All right. Now, great reviews from last week. I never <laughs> thought we'd get another run. But, Ronnie, I've cut, a bit, cut it down a bit this week. We've got a few quests from also at the end, but we're returning to... Uh, let me just rust my pages here. Do we have to buzz in again? Oh, that's right. Good point. Everyone needs a buzzer. Let me guess. Pat, oh, Pat you go first. What's your buzz going to be? Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Had all week to think about that one. More so? Breakfast. <laughs> Spook. Spook. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, same as last week. Uh, we're going to start with the spelling bee. Oh. It's going to be Melbourne Storm based, and we're going to go player by player. So, Spook, you're up first. Done, mate. You have done already. I can't spell. Ten can't roll, remember? Spell for me Ryan Pappenhausen. R Y A N. Yep. P A P E N H A U S E N. Close. H U Y Z E N. Not a bad effort, but not bad for front row. I've just I've just said it's storm based, but I've given you a, a Roosters player. <laughs> so spell for me C O C Y Takayaho. S I O. Yep. S U A. Keep going. Close. T A U K. Yep. E A. Oh, close. You're out again. You're out again. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more so has got the team list up next to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do you spell it? Uh, S-I-O-S-I-U-A-T-A-U-K-E-I-A-H-O. More so. Spell for me, Nico Hines. N-I-C-H-O. Oh, fuck. Yep. H-Y-N-E-S. He's dead set reading off his sheet. Nico Hines. I took off the cha-ching from last week. Let's just play this one. Yeah. Uh, well done. I thought the, the hatred trip you up there. That was a fail. Anyway, points to Morso for that one. All right. Backwards names. Same for last oh. week. Buzz in for, for getting the names backwards. This is a current player still. All right. I'm going to have to read this. Um, Kane Zalez. Pat. Any. Oh, I, I don't know if, which brother it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's either Malachi or Dallin. You've got to lock one in. <laughs> oh, save the oh. other. I'll go. Dallin. Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> I should have waited. <laughs> Spooks buzzed in. More so, yeah. Malachi. Malachi with Tenny's Lesniak. Unlucky more so. One point. All right. Number two. This is a retired player. Retired legend of the game. Actually, no, I'm going to do him second. Uh, third. Number three. Still currently playing. Dat Kolk. Lock in. Esnerach. Fuck, that's hard. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, Pat. Yep. Charles Nickel. Oh, Clarkson. well done. Well done. Wow. Real good. I need we can get the cha-ching back. What else can I play here? Um, Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Boom. Last one. Retired legend of the game. Eom Eom. 
Eof, eof. Do for him, boy, boy. Well, yeah, well <laughs> that was quick. Gee, you didn't buzz in there, mate. What's going on? Spook. It's got to be Philly, mate. All right, multi-choice. Who never won a Dalian medal? A, Matt Orford. B, Preston Campbell. C, Darren Lockyer. D, Danny Badiris. Spook. Danny Badiris. <laughs> Blackfest. Matt Orford. Yeah. Uh, he won one. 2008, he Pat. won. Uh, Preston Campbell. <laughs> Darren Lockyer. Never won a Dalian. The other three oh, did. Right. Campbell was 01 and Badiris was maybe 04. Can't remember. Um, if, the, stats. if the SCG lights went out, how many Roosters fans would they need to replace them? <laughs> Pat. Yeah, let me guess. Zero. Uh, the answer was both of them. What? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 All right. What was the score of the New Zealand versus Italy game in the 2019 Rugby Union World Cup? Spook. Was 97... No, incorrect. <laughs> it's my <laughs> multiple choice. <laughs> choice. <laughs> that that. A, 36-35 New Zealand in a classic. B, 19-17 Italy in a classic. C, 60-3 New Zealand in a classic. <laughs> or D, nil all, no score. Breakfast. I'm going to go B. B? What was B? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I'll go A. Uh, that's, I'm not going to hit the buzzer again, but incorrect. We suck. <laughs> D, nil all. Game called off due to a hurricane. <laughs> that, that was a World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Game oh, called off. Oh, the game you thought was going to... 97 <laughs> something. <laughs> Should listen to the question first. All right. Last, last uh, question from me. Which of the following would an NRL player turn down sex because of? A, not having protection. B, not loving their partner. Or C, not having a mate to record and upload for them. <laughs> it's got to be C. <laughs> Correct. Well, well done. That's all from me. More so, you got some questions? No, nah, no questions, mate. Just a couple of movie quotes. All right, boys. Say a few movie quotes. You've got to guess the movie, all right? It's simple. You don't know anyone named Johnny Hopkins. It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing that shit up every day. That's um, the actors are that bloke off... Um, any, any input? I've got nothing. I don't even have a buzzer. This is the one. Uh, <laughs> I need, need Judy here. Yeah, <laughs> know that one. I've got nothing. No. Step Brothers. Oh. <laughs> no good boys. All right, next one. Different actor. There's a jungle cat. <laughs> There's a jungle cat in the bathroom. Holy fuck, he's not Pat, kidding. Oh, <laughs> he's in. Hangover. Yeah, correct. All right, last one. Can I just get my buzzer set? This is me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> okay, next one. Or well, last one. Sometimes I feel like an idiot, but I am an idiot. So it kind of works out. The life of Sam Liney. <laughs> no. Pat, is it The Hangover again? No, it's one of your all-time favourites. It rings a bell. One of all-times... He loves Austin Powers. Doesn't sound right, but... An Adam Sandler movie. Billy Madison. Yes. Oh, yes. Well done, mate. Well cha-ching. Done. How do you do that? Where's the cha-ching? Oh, we got rid of it. We got rid of this one. I think that's all for the quiz this week, boys. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we're nearly wrapping up. I think we should maybe touch on just before we finish. We've got a few more things, but Thursday night, repeat of uh, the best game of the year so far, Roosters Storm. But this week's Storm without Munster and Smith. Anyone see uh, see the Storm still having a chance? Or what are we, what are we predicting? I, I do. Yeah, Ro- Roosters still have named eight players out. That uh, they might Josh Morris might pull out 
pre-game too, I'm hearing. So that's another one. Well, he's included in the eight. But um, I think looking just looking at the teams, their bench and their forwards, it's like they're just, they're just rolling and rolling. The Munster and Smith out helps us, or us being the Roosters a bit. But um, today I heard that uh, Robbo said that uh, Cordner City had another further three weeks. They're doing what they doing did with Luke Keary last week, so sitting him out for six weeks after two head knocks in a row. So just player management there. But um, I was really, really hoping that the players come back this week, but I think because our players are out, I give Melbourne every chance. Is JWH playing? Yes, he's back. Oh, no, 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 no he's, he's, not, not. he's not. He's not. He's out. I think he's a big loss up against uh, Melbourne's forward pack, to be yeah. honest. So I'm going to tip the uh, Storm. Storm? I'm giving him a chance. Yeah. Storm. I liked I liked um, Riley Jacks last week after Munster um, got injured or yeah well, I guess it was he, he he looked like it was a terrible injury but afterwards he had no ice packs on it or anything but he's out for this week so Riley Jacks gets a start at that five eight up against Kiri it'll be a good competition obviously youngster up up and uh, youngster up against the uh, the the top dog Luke Kiri <laughs> um, but yeah one to twelve for the Roosters but. I think Storm are going to play some good footy. You definitely keep them, you know, keep them honest. Yeah, I think after all your points just there, and I, I do give Storm a chance, but I, even with the players out, I think this is the week that the Roosters will click. Yeah. I think Tedesco's, I mean, he's still posted some unreal stats for a fullback, but by his standards, he hasn't had one of those big games for a few weeks. I think Kiri will be on song. I think, I won't say 13 plus, but I think Roosters will run away this week, and I think they'll sort of silence a few people that are saying they've gone quiet. Um, even with those players out, I just think Storm without Munster and Smith, I don't think they've had to do that yet this year. They've been without each over a few games, but I just think they might lose a bit of direction, not that Brandon Smith's not doing anything right. I just think Roosters for me. Um, but that's that's probably the, the game of the week coming up, the big one to talk about. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Interesting they're giving this one a Thursday again, but can't complain about that. Still got work on the Friday, so why not sit back on the couch? Um one more thing that we haven't touched on this week, probably for a good reason, because we're a bit scared to talk about it. Last week's multi. Yeah. I, I was real confident for the boys. I thought we were on. We were all over the Instagram story. And uh, end of the day, zero from four legs for the first time. Did someone say KFC? I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Oh, KFC. Oh, that's the only way to forget about <laughs> yeah. it, I think. The Zinger stacker combo. Yeah. <laughs> So throughout the week, because of because of this, that we're in shambles, we've had a some writing in from Hendo, the winner of our case from a few weeks ago. Why don't we try our own multis? Three to four legs each. We'll post them up, see who's the best and see who's really letting us down. Um, so we've gone away. We've picked our own multis. And uh, Spook, you're up. You're in this week. Jeez, you're in the no, hot seat. No, no pressure. Judy was useless anyway, so <laughs> yeah. I don't really have much to compare with. Gents, uh, I've gone Blake Chicka Ferguson, uh, anytime try scorer. I've gone two legs in the Canberra game, Nick Kotrick and Croker. Kotrick hasn't scored in a few weeks. So mm. I reckon he'll be hitting the hitting his straps this week. And I can't even pronounce me last bloke. Stafford Toa. Stafford yeah. Toa. I've gone him anytime try scorer. So all up, that's uh, fifteen seventy two with the power play. Get amongst it because uh, these blokes around me are doing nothing anyway. So <laughs> give it a whirl. He's like you in the punters club, mate. Yeah. Better than you, Rich. <laughs> Ask you that, Rich. <laughs> um, this week I've gone away from footy, but not away from footy. I've got a three-leg multi. 
I've gone race seven at Ramwick, North Pacific, into race five at Ramwick, Tory Joy, into Nathan Cleary to score against the Warriors. And that gives me odds of $21. 21s. But I am giving you a backup. I haven't put this in my multi, <laughs> but I did some form of this week. Race seven at Melbourne, number one, Jungle Edge, the old trusty. That thing, it's meant to be raining on Saturday, and, uh, Friday and Saturday leading up to uh, on race day. Well, that rules out golf for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> but this thing, it's it's weighing, t- it's uh, got 62 kilos on its back, but this thing's a jet ski. It loves the water, wet tr- wet track. Um, Viridine's the favourite in that race, carrying the same amount of weight. But um, I think if you want, it's a value, $9.50, $9 with all betting companies, but... It's a proven performer, and more so knows about Je. It's a good good horse, but um, if you want a bit of value, that's not it. I didn't put it in my multi. It's not a moral. <laughs> but Mate, if, if it loses, it's on it your head's on the block. If, if you lose your multi and win that tip, it's a cheeky ten on it. Yeah, look, I'll. I'll um I'll vouch for you here. And I won't pump your tires up, but mate, you've been as cool as the other side of the pillow, and you've been going off like a frog <laughs> in a sock um in our punters. So whoever's listening to this, still at the hundred oh, hundredth, I was going to say the hour mark. Um, get around his get around his bet for the for the horses because he's been on fire. Some would say Jazz Waterhouse. <laughs> all right for me, yeah. So this is where he's all just tuning out because uh, <laughs> yeah, Blake Green anytime. What was I thinking? <laughs> Josh Mansour, anytime against the Warriors. <laughs> Take that at $1.83. And this is a multi. Uh, into Titans, I was um, happy with their performance last week. Plus 13 and a half star. Um, and then I've got a little horsey in there just to place. It's only it's only a seven-horse race, but I can see it um, being first or second. It's Fatisse. Um, in its normal class, uh, benchmark 78. Um, it should find the lead. Where's that at? It's at Ramwick, yeah. Thanks what what race? Ramwick, I was going to say, I was getting to it. Thanks, <laughs> mate. Jump the gun. I was going to finish on it. Ramwick, uh, race one, number six, drawn barrier four. It'll get to the lead and it, uh, it'll give them all a shake up. Uh, that's $2.50. The multi's paying $7.64. Chuck a 10 piece on that. That's uh, 76 sheets. Lonnie, what have you got for us, mate? See, I've I've noticed over the weeks, every time we go an end time try scorer, we've got nothing. <laughs> so I've, I've steered away from that. I've gone Penrith 13 plus against New Zealand. Canberra 13 plus against Brisbane at home. I've gone to a rival code, Port Adelaide, <laughs> to win 1 to 40. I think it's against Geelong Cats. Yeah. But 1 to 40, so that's a big win, little win, that's a little win. And England to beat Pakistan in the test match in the cricket. Oh, wow. Have you seen how Pakistan are going? Yeah, I've seen how they're going. They're going well. But they're I'd playing s- in the UAE as well, aren't they? No, no, it's in England, unless I'm incorrect. But um, they, they put in a big effort in the first test, Pakistan. They still can get over the line. I think they'll be shot, their confidence. England are without Ben Stokes, but I reckon they'll have him. That's paying 971 without a power play. So if you can power play that one, you'll almost turn 10 into 100. Wow. And I reckon, I reckon that's the go this week. Yeah. So we'll post all of these. Uh, we'll post Jazz's tip. And uh, we'll also think of another, another six-pack deal. We do this every week. But congrats to uh, Lauren Mawson. Or picking the first try scorer, Anthony Don, in the Titans Cowboys game. Yeah. Bit of conspiracy theory going around. But um, no, and credit to her, she was the first entrant in as well. So she picked the first try scorer for the game. So we'll get another one of those going soon. And um, other than that, anything else to touch on, boys? Yeah, that's about it. Thanks for, ha- thanks for coming in. Yes, yes. gentlemen. How good. Uh, thank you, you for having it. me. 
been a pleasure how you operate here. You're all uh, well well tuned. I'm half cut now. <laughs> <laughs> Those more so. I've seen half a bottle of Makers. So the uh, name of the podcast definitely lives up to it. They are a few beers. That smel- how good is like it smell from the kitchen right now? Is I can smell lasagna, it. Lasagna, mate. Lasagna? has got lasagna on. We're, we're all going for a feed, <laughs> I think. It's, it's coming through the bloody underneath the door. <laughs> I know. Exciting. All right. Should we uh, cheers to finish off? Cheers. I think so. Thanks for coming in, mate. See you later. See you next week. Cheers. 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 Cheers.